0: Get ready to grip it and rip it.
1: All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting.
0: Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf
2: show.
3: It's all about golf. That is the language spoken here on Tea to Green, the golf show. Hello, fellow golfers. Jay Ritchie and Jerry Butenhoff teeing it up from the five star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, one of America's great vacation resorts with three 18-hole championship golf courses, the longtime home of TD Green. Thanks for making us part of your weekend. On the show today, the theme is change. A couple of big news stories this week in golf, and we'll look at both of those with you today. First up, Jack Peter from the World Golf Hall of Fame joins us. The hall is changing its selection and election process. Big announcements last week uh, from the World Golf Hall of Fame, and Jack Peter the CEO and Executive Director of the World Golf Hall of Fame, on Tee to Green today to talk about those changes. One of the biggest tournaments in women's golf, one of the women's major championships, is losing its longtime sponsor. And today here on Tee to Green, Ann Nichols from Golf Week, who covers the LPGA and does a great job at doing that, will tell us about the changes coming to the Kraft Nabisco Championship. This is also a Ryder Cup year. The Ryder Cup is in Scotland in September. Tom Watson is the U.S. Ryder Cup captain, second time around for him. The Europeans have won the cup the last two years. The Americans are desperate to get it back. And we'll hear from Tom Watson today on a couple of things that have been on his mind and on the minds of members of the media as we prepare for the 2014 Ryder Cup. Tom Watson, U.S. Ryder Cup captain today on Tee to Green. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Don't forget, if you missed something from today's show or any show, you can find it at iHeartRadio Talk. Tee to Green, now available on iHeartRadio Talk. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Boutenhoff. Going to tee it up next with Jack Peter from the World Golf Hall of Fame, coast to coast on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.
4: Not all water is created equal, so take care of your body and drink Alchemy Water. Alchemy's unique formula includes alkaline, oxygen, and antioxidants, which boost your immune system and help your body achieve peak performance. If you're looking for a healthy, eco-friendly alternative to sugary energy drinks, join the many pro athletes and celebrities who treat their bodies right and drink Alchemy Water. Visit alchemywater.com. That's A-L-K-A-M-E-Water.com.
6: Protective Insurance Specialist is a referral service that connects you to a licensed agent. Availability, waiting periods, and limitations vary by state. Not major medical. Certain plans require association membership.
4: After my husband passed away, we couldn't pay the mortgage, make car payments, or pay bills. Sometimes even having enough food was a problem. All of a sudden, our financial security, gone.
6: You've made plans for the future. College for the kids. Retirement. Have you thought of the unexpected curves life can throw at you? Ask yourself, what if... 800
5: So you're into fantasy sports. Time for you to up your game at StarFantasyLeagues.com, where you can play fantasy sports like football, basketball, hockey, and baseball and earn cold, hard cash every single day. It's legal, it's brand new, and it's awesome. At StarFantasyLeagues.com, you can play your favorite fantasy sport for real money against real people or even play the Star Fantasy League's free tournaments for your chance to win something for nothing. Put your money where your mouth is. Prove your expertise. Get your game on today at StarFantasyLeagues.com.
3: America's longest running network radio golf show. It's Tita Green, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenoff. Nice to be back with you from the five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, where the grass is turning green. All the snow and moisture we've had over the last couple of months really helping there as we turn from winter into spring. Big show for you today, and we want to get right to it. Our first guest is joining us from the World Golf Hall of Fame. The World Golf Hall of Fame announced changes to its selection process uh, almost a week ago now, and Jack Peter is here to talk about those changes and why the changes. Always great to have Jack Peter back with us on T. DeGrin. Good morning, Jack. How are you? I'm
7: fine, Jay. How are you this morning?
3: uh, we're we're doing great. The World Golf Hall of Fame announcing changes to the selection and the election process. Well, let's let's talk about the the process itself where the biggest changes are going to happen. What are you guys doing, and what's different from what what you've been doing the past few years?
7: Well, Jay, I think the biggest change we made is that uh, we've created a selection commission, which is co-chaired by four Hall of Fame members, uh, Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, Monica Sorenstam, and Nancy Lopez, and that 16-person that commission will now be responsible for electing and selecting individuals into the Hall of Fame. That's probably the single biggest change that we made to the process uh, that we announced last week.
4: So you couldn't get any bigger names than those four? <laughs> <laughs>
7: well, we, you know, they, they've each been very supportive of what we're doing over the years, and it just... It just felt right. It was the right mix of men and women and international support and, and, obviously, domestic support. You know, the other piece to the process is a subcommittee that really will do a lot of the vetting uh, and debate, and we've got six Hall of Fame members uh, participating in that committee, too, led by Johnny Miller and Kari Webb and, and others. So, you know, it was important for us really to engage the members of the Hall of Fame in this process uh, We've been talking to them about these changes for years now, and uh, we felt this was a good way to go.
3: So it's a 20-person subcommittee, and they'll make recommendations to the 16-person selection commission. That's pretty much it, isn't it?
7: That's correct. That's exactly the way it works. Uh, Those meetings will start with the subcommittee later this spring,
3: um,
7: and then we hope to uh, present finalists to the commission Probably July or August at this point. We don't have a date yet. but uh, So that will put us on, on a cycle to, to announce the class of 15 sometime this fall uh, with a target induction date uh, May of 2015.
3: So why the change, Jack? Was there anything wrong, or, or did you dis- come to dislike the, the old system or what? No, we, uh, you know, as Commissioner Fincham said in the press
7: conference, we like the old system. We like this one better. Uh, you know, we've we've looked at uh, the Hall of Fame and the history of the voting, and, and we've also been able to look and forecast out uh, what we think is going to be happening in the world of golf. Uh, you know, my crystal ball is not that clear. But, you know, we're we're different. We're different than football. We're different than baseball. We don't have the numbers of players. And, uh, you know, we induct men. We induct women, uh, professionals, amateurs. And we do it, you know, on a global scale. So uh, taking all that into account and the changing dynamics of the game, we just felt that this commission structure uh, would be a good way to go, primarily for the future health of the institution. You know, we believe that we'll be inducting people from China and India far sooner than anybody thinks. Uh, we keep a very long-term view of this, so it's quite realistic in 15 or 20 years. Uh, you know, we'll have some people emerge from places that we never thought of, and uh, we think that's exciting. All
4: right. Jack you're also going to uh, go to an every other year induction uh, format instead of annually and, and because of that uh are you going to cap the number of, of uh, entries uh each you know like that or or not so much
7: well we in the in the announcement and in the materials we are we are capping the class of five people uh, and within the four new categories the men's category the women's category, it can be up to two men and up to two women um similarly with the lifetime of the veterans but in any case we want to keep the class size to about five really for a couple of reasons with larger than that you know it's hard to give everyone their proper due if you have too many people standing on the stage and uh and we think that's a comfortable number now again uh ask me in four years (laughs) Uh, (laughs) or six years uh, you know uh there's nothing truly cast in stone here and we uh, uh we're just targeting five for for the time being.
3: So the induction will be every other year. You'll have this year's induction coming up here in just a little while and then a year from now in May of 2015 and then it'll start every other year after that.
7: Yes, the next ceremony is scheduled for May 4th, 2015, which again kicks off the players championship and then we'll uh and then we'll have another ceremony in 2017.
3: The selection committee and selection commission will consist of Hall of Famers, former players, administrators, and executives from various golf tours, golf organizations, and the media. A candidate will need 75% of the vote to gain membership to the Hall. Has that is that new, or is that what it's been?
7: Uh, no, that is new. The 75%, uh, raising that percentage, uh is new we the old system had a number of 65 percent but there was a uh there was a clause whereby the if you didn't get 65 percent it would be the top vote getter presuming they had more than 50 percent. and so we cleaned all of that up and just said look this needs to be a straight 75 percent. you need 12 out of the 16 votes um we think it may, we think it raises the bar a little bit and it, and it makes it cleaner and a little bit easier uh, for people to understand
4: Jack we won't go into all the numbers here, but there are you know various criteria for, for mm-hmm. men and women, number of wins, number of majors, that sort of thing. Um, the LPGA still has their point system. Do you see them tweaking that to bring things down to make things more in line with where you're going with the women's side of it
7: well i don't it's a good question i don't know that I see them changing their system uh, I think the uh, I think one of the bigger changes that came out in in this announcement was how we are treating women particularly the female competitors you know we we've been obviously working with the lpga for a lot about this topic and it was important for everyone to preserve the lpga hall of fame 27 point criteria you know it, it is a it is a very high standard they have had it for a long long time uh and, and we just we wanted to create a situation where everybody would win in this scenario. So, what we did in effect was leave it alone. And the change is that it doesn't automatically guarantee your entrance into the World Golf Hall of Fame. You still have, uh, a woman would still have to go through the, uh, the election process with our commission. But you guys know the likelihood of somebody running the table, getting the 27 points and not getting elected, uh, I just don't see a scenario where that would ever happen. Yeah. So this way, it opens the door for, you know, the Laura Davies of the world and the Meg Mallons, uh, women who really have significant career accomplishments, yet they didn't make the points. But we can still recognize them and, and recognize the women's game on a on a greater scale.
3: Yeah. So it'll be possible to be in the World Golf Hall of Fame and still not have the points to make it into the uh, LPGA Hall of Fame, but it's it's gotten a little more... It's gotten closer now. Is that, That's is that right. Pretty much, exactly yeah. Right. Also, we'll
7: t- I think the the just to you know the the Lady Hall of Fame members, particularly you know the Kathy Whitworths and and, and certainly Annika, were very supportive of the change because right. they they recognize that the women's game is growing. It is emerging all over the world, uh, and and it's a good good way for us to recognize the great players.
3: You streamlined the categories, too. It used to be you had five categories, PGA Tour, international players, LPGA, lifetime achievement, and veterans. You've cut that down to four.
7: That's right. We, uh, in, in, in all of this, one of, the, one of the driving forces of this, getting back to your question of why, the international ballot and the PGA Tour ballot, um, what, we were, what we were finding on the international ballot is that less men were qualifying for the international ballot – Uh, as a true international, because once they achieved some success, they they were tending to gravitate to the PGA Tour, so the international ballot was shrinking, quote-unquote. So we decided to eliminate both of those and and really, under the heading of Hall of Fame, create a men's competitor category and a women's competitor category. Uh, And we, like you said, we left the Lifetime Achievement and the Veterans intact. So, yeah, streamlined it a little bit. I think it'll be a little bit easier to understand for for all of our fans out there. And, uh, you know, we think it's a good process.
3: All right. Jack Peter from the World Golf Hall of Fame with us today. Your ceremonies this year are when, Jack?
7: Well, there isn't a ceremony in 14, Jay. We are coming back. Uh, Stay tuned for our announcements later this summer or early fall for the class of 2015. And then uh, in May of 2015, we'll be back under the spotlight.
3: Okay, sounds good. Hey, thanks for taking the time to be with us today, and good luck with the new process. All right, thanks, guys. have a good day. Jack Peter from the World Golf Hall of Fame announcing changes to its selection and election process. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butanoff, coming right back. This is Tita Green.
8: Who did you let down today? Your wife, your kids? Well, how about yourself? Let us help you break your addiction to drug and alcohol before it's too late. This call is completely confidential and free. So if you have private insurance, take five minutes of your time. Call right now. I promise it'll change your life. 800 296 1325. That's 800-296-1325.
2: Attention catheter users. Stop reusing dirty catheters. Catheters are now disposable. Recent changes in Medicare now allow patients up to 200 disposable catheters a month, all at little or no cost to you. We bill Medicare. Put an end to the mess and risk of infection by using old catheters. Just use a catheter once and throw it away. Eliminate trips to the pharmacy and insurance paperwork. Shipping is free. Receive a free catheter sample by calling and joining Medical Direct Club right now. Call 1-800-399-9018 to receive your free catheter sample discreetly delivered right to your door. That's 1-800-399-9018. 1-800-399-9018. Call one 800 399 today. Deductibles and copay apply. Free catheter samples require qualified membership. Sample will arrive with 90-day order.
9: Hi everybody, I'm Mark Kelville, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor, and today I want to give you a few tips about playing in the wind. First off, I want you to remember that you got to swing within yourself when playing into the wind. That may mean shortening up, that may mean hitting a 7-iron instead of a 3-wood or something. A lot of people want to swing harder into the wind. Actually, it's just the opposite. You want to take it a little easier. Slower swing pace is always beneficial into the wind as that will take spin off the ball and therefore not make it go up. The other thing is just widen your stance a little bit. A little wider stance gives you a little better base, a little better chance of hitting a shot on the face of the club. And into the wind, that's the name of the game. For
3: more on saving strokes, check out the website, t or
9: visit your nearest PGA professional.
3: It's a show by golfers for golfers, T.D. Green, from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Brutinoff, great to be with you today, and anytime for that matter. Jerry, this is a Ryder Cup year. It is, and it's been
4: a busy golf news week, you just sure the, the stuff that we've talked about, what we're going to get to with Beth Ann later, the r uh, saint Andrews and Muirfield looking at allowing women members for the first time in some of those uh, British Open locations. And uh, and then the Ryder Cup stuff with Tom Watson making some announcements this and week. Also and busy, busy,
3: busy. The possibility that Tiger may not play in the Masters. He's got the back injury. And Phil Mickelson withdrew from this week's event in San Antonio with a rib injury, may pulled a rib muscle. Now that I don't hmm. know how that's going to impact his Masters as well.
4: And also... Did you realize that if you throw out the majors and the FedEx Cup events we're already halfway through the golf season because of because it started, it started back early. in October already yes
3: <laughs> you mentioned Ryder Cup the 40th Ryder Cup matches will be taking place September 26 27 28 at Glen Eagles in Scotland second time Scotland will host the Ryder Cup the other time 1973 at Muirfield Europe's won the last two Ryder Cups, beating the U.S. 14.5 to 13.5 at Medina in Illinois in 2012. Europe also won in 2010 in Wales. The U.S. squad captained by Paul Azinger won at Valhalla in Kentucky in 2008. Before that, Europe won three in a row, so the U.S. has won only one of the last six Ryder Cups.
4: Yes, and that has been a sore spot. Uh, And it's odd, too, because uh, we pretty much dominate the President's Cup. And, I mean, a lot of those haven't even been that close. But somehow the Ryder Cup is something different and uh, really struggling, which I think is why Tom Watson has been named the first ever two-time captain
3: now. U.S. captain was named in December of 2012. He'll be 65 in September He'll be the oldest Ryder Cup captain. He played on four Ryder Cup teams, 77, 81, 83, and 89. The U.S. was 3-0-1 in those matches, and his overall record as a player, Tom Watson, was 10-4-1. You mentioned second time as captain. He captained the U.S. squad to a victory in the 1993 Ryder Cup at the Belfry in England. So as a Ryder Cup player and captain, he's never lost A Ryder Cup match.
4: That's also the last time the Americans won over in Europe. Is it really? Yes. It's been that long, 20 years.
3: Paul McGinley was named the European team captain in January of last year. He'll be the first Irishman to captain the Ryder Cup. And like Watson, he's never lost in the Ryder Cup as a player or an assistant. Now, last July, Watson named Andy North as a vice captain. And last month, he named Raymond Floyd as his second vice captain. And Watson was asked why Raymond Floyd.
10: Raymond has the experience. He has the experience of being a captain and a vice captain and as a player. And uh, he has the respect of the players. You know, these players all know Raymond Floyd. And if they don't know him, they'll soon learn that he's all business when it comes to uh, uh, you know, winning the Cup back. But he also has got the, the great needle. He can needle them. He can talk golf. He can talk uh, you know, what, what it was like uh, uh, being on the Ryder Cup team. And that's what I you know I wanted that experience. You want that experience as a vice captain. The guys who have played in the team have been there before, had to make make the putts to win, uh, make the shots to win, and uh, that gives them a lot of street cred, if you will. And when you cut through all that, Raymond has a uh, to me has the type of attitude that you want on the Ryder Cup team. Uh, everybody knows about his infamous stare that uh, that stare remains constant whether Raymond is 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 shooting 75 or shooting 65 and that's the type of attitude that he had he never gave up on any shot and that's the type of attitude I want the players to have you know you when you get out there you get down with some of them will it is not ever over until it's over like Yogi Berra said it was really kind of a no-brainer to be honest with you to, to pick somebody like Raymond to be Uh, Be there uh, uh, at my side when when we need to talk to these players about winning the cup back.
3: That's Ryder Cup captain Tom Watson on his choice of Raymond Floyd as one of his captains. Floyd was also an assistant to Paul Azinger, the last time the U.S. won the cup in 2008.
4: With uh, Watson, Floyd, and and North, that's about 200 years of lifetime there. Without a doubt, the the oldest uh, grouping of of, uh, captains and assistants and and different from uh, what we've seen on the women's side for the Solheim cup, the all the women's captains have have chosen one assistant that's either still playing or just recently got done playing because of the connection with, with the gals as you know, as far as age and, and, and who's playing well at the time. And uh, Tom's not worried about that at all. He's going for the people that he he thinks are going to be the right fit uh, to get a U.S. victory again.
3: Now the U.S. qualifying rules to make the team haven't changed except the number of captain's picks has been reduced from four to three. The team will consist of the leading nine players on the Ryder Cup points list through the PGA championship and the captain's picks will be announced in early September. Now there's a good chance there'll be some new guys on the U.S. team this year with the emergence of guys like Patrick Reed and Jimmy Walker, Jordan and,
4: Spieth probably. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, and, and the European side too. There's very possible there could be as many as six first timers on both sides. Uh, Victor Dubuisson from France pretty much has locked up a spot on the European side already for the first time.
3: Watson was asked about that, and this was his answer.
10: Well, I fed off the attitudes of the older players who've been on the team. Uh, Raymond was one. Don January, Jack Nicholas. These players, uh, they really had. Uh, the experience that I, uh, at, uh, I looked up to. I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to feel comfortable being my, on my first Ryder Cup team, which I wasn't. I wanted to you know, get out and, and do my part for the team, play my best golf. I remember the first match. I played with Hubert Green, and we teed off uh, on the first hole in the best ball. Hubert put it in the bunker. I put it on the green. Hubert hit a good bunker shot out there for a gimme par, and I hold it from forty feet for a birdie. And then we were off to the races, getting. Uh, getting the opponents down about five, five down after ten. And then on 11, Tommy Horton made a 15-foot putt for birdie that I didn't expect him to make. And I missed about a five-footer for birdie. And then the first time in my life, the crowd cheered for a missed putt. And uh, I, I said, wow, well, this kind of surprises me. <laughs> you I know, look back on it, it shouldn't have surprised me. That's what the Ryder Cup's about. It's partisan. Uh, it, it's played within the etiquette of the game of golf. Uh, but uh, it's still – I have to be honest, it angered me a little bit that they cheered against my putt. Uh, but that's the Ryder Cup, and we ended up winning the match pretty, pretty easily. But uh, my first experience on the Ryder Cup was uh, you know, one I'll never forget. And it, it looks like we're going to have, you know, right now, you really can't go up these points. It's going to change uh, quite a bit. But you look at Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker uh, uh, has won three times. He's right at the top good chance he'll be on the Ryder Cup team for the first time. And what I look for a Ryder Cup player is what Jimmy Walker did on the 18th hole Pebble Beach. He didn't hit a very good first putt, but he made that five-footer to win, win. and that's what I'm looking for in the team. Those guys can make that five-footer when they have
3: to. Yeah, there you go. That's Tom Watson, and you can just – Tell by that answer, he's already ready to play the Ryder Cup.
4: <laughs> I was just going to say he, he's ready to tee it up tomorrow if he could. Uh, he's uh, fired up, and uh, uh, I, I think um, if, if the PGA was going to go to a second time captain for the first time, uh, this was the right dude. He, he said uh, he's been waiting for this call for years because he wanted so bad to go down that road again.
3: Well, the last time was 93, some 21 years ago. Tom Watson.
4: He was just a spry kid back yeah, then. Yeah, he was a youngster. Still playing. We all and were. And still playing very well. He's still playing very well, yeah, he is. Know, even now.
3: Paul McGinley, by the way, named Dev Smith and Sam Torrance as his vice captain. So some experience there uh, as far as vice captains on the European side as well. The 40th Ryder Cup matches, September 26th, 27th, 28th at Glen Eagles in. Scotland, U.S. team captain. Tom Watson, his assistants are Raymond Floyd and Andy North. When Doesn't I,
4: it seem wrong that's only the second time it's been in Scotland?
3: It does. I didn't know that either until I saw that on the yeah. on the story. I, I thought for sure you would have yeah. had it a few different times. Coming up, Beth and Nichols, Golf Week Magazine. We're gonna talk about the LPGA and the fact that one of its major championships is losing its sponsor. Next on TV Green.
5: So you've heard the term drive for show and putt for dough. How would you like to make that a reality? Did you know that almost 90% of pro golfers miss a four-foot putt where there is only a break of five inches? The special technology in the Probe 2010 putter reduces the break by 80%, thereby making these kinds of putts almost a straight shot. Can you imagine taking almost 10 strokes off your game? Check out our website,
2: probegolfbayarea.com,
5: to see how to lower your golf score with very little effort.
2: So no kidding, there I was. This is how the stories of life's greatest adventures begin. Don't be the guy with the boring story. Picked by National Geographic Adventure as the best river and sea outfitter on Earth, OARS offers more than 75 professionally guided rafting, sea kayaking, and hiking experiences throughout western North America. Now that sounds like the start of one heck of a story. Visit oars.com and let the journey begin. That's O-A-R-S dot com. OARS, guiding life's greatest adventures since 1969.
8: whether you're self-employed, on a COBRA plan that's about to expire, or you simply don't have health insurance where you work and you need it, InSphere Insurance Solutions can help you. Our agents will help you find coverage you can afford. InSphere Insurance Solutions is an authorized agency in all 50 states, including the District of Columbia. Plans may not be available in all states. 800-614-1242. 614 1242 Just
6: tap it in Just tap it in
0: Give it a little tappy Tap, tap, tap a rule. Time to work on your short game Tea to Green helps you get it up and down The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past.
9: Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Kelville, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club. Today I want to talk to you about how to read a green and a few things you can do to help yourself in that endeavor. As you are going to your putt, from the cart, from the cart path, approaching the green, if you're walking, take a look at it on your way to your ball. Take a look at the slope, take a look at any grain that might be prevalent, anything that can give you a tip there. Second thing is, feel it with your feet. Oftentimes you can feel slope with your feet that you can't normally see. Once you get into that habit, you'll be amazed about how much subtle slope you'll be able to detect with your feet. And when you're uh, behind your ball, always try to envision how running water would flow from where your golf ball is. So it may go to the right at one point and back to the left. It may start high and sweep down. That's the best way to envision the way a putt will go.
3: For more on getting it up and down, check out the website, tdgreenradio.com, or visit your nearest PGA professional. Destination listening for dedicated golfers you found, it. it's T. D. Green. Jay Ritchie with Jerry Blutenhoff from the five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Jerry's going to take us on tour in just a little bit. Got a note here from our friends at Divot Magazine about Colorado's longest-running golf discount program. It's the 2014 Green Saver Golf Discount Book. Save more, play more for only $49. More courses, more options, and less restrictions. Plus, you get lodging discounts, retail discounts at places like Golfsmith and Colorado Ski and Golf. Perfect for tournament prizes, raffles, client gifts, and reward programs. Some $9,000 of total Colorado golf savings. Yours for just $49. For more information, you can call 303-797-8700 or online. Check them out. At greensavergolf.com. That's greensavergolf.com. Well, one of the other big stories in golf this week is the fact that Kraft, Kraft Nabisco, won't be back in 2015 as sponsor and host of the LPGA's first major of the season, the Kraft Nabisco Championship. The news broke locally in the desert sun of Palm Springs. It broke nationally in Golf Week thanks to our next guest, who is our go to gal. For all things LPGA, we're happy to welcome back to T to Green today, Beth Ann Nichols. Beth Ann, I think, is out at the Kia Championship on the LPGA Tour this week. How you doing, Beth Ann?
1: I'm doing well. I am out at Kia.
3: <laughs> ah, and it won't be long until you're at the Kraft Nabisco, which won't be the Kraft Nabisco much longer.
1: No, you know it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Mike Wan has assured everyone that it, it won't change the venue; that will still be at the dinosaur Shore Course. But, um, but you know, I think one of the, the major differences between now and, and say, you know, four years ago, three years ago, there was no sense of panic when we found out that Kraft wasn't returning, which wasn't really a surprise. That's kind of been uh, the thought that that was going to happen for a while now, but. Um, but there's no sense of panic that Mike Wan's not going to find another sponsor. So that that's the good news in terms of well, where the LPGA is right now.
3: Yeah, that's a good point, and I don't think many people are, are looking at it from that standpoint. That it, it's more uh, doom and gloom. Oh, the LPGA lost another sponsor. But you're right. It's not. It's not like it was a few years ago when sp- sponsors were kind of dropping like flies on the LPGA tour. You mentioned that it's not a big surprise. Uh, this? You think this has been in the works for a while?
1: Yeah, I think I think um, you know the, the the insiders have kind of known for a while that Kraft probably was going to bow out. Um, uh, you know, it was just a matter of of uh, making it making it official. And and Mike Wan even said, you know, he he didn't think it was going to be done until you know, until they, you know, pretty much sort of, you know, signed the dotted line that they were out, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, he was still holding out hope. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been in the rumor mill for a while. Uh, you know, I think um, a lot of people would love to see uh, the word Dinah return <laughs> to the uh, to the title of the tournament. Um, and ever been still, A lot of people still refer to it as the Dinah, and I think that would help with Whatever new sponsor comes in um, to add Dyna back into the title of it uh, would 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 recreate some history and and a little bit more stability to the tournament. Um, if it changes venues and you take out the Dyna, then it might as well, you know, be a brand new regular season event. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so true. Um, there's no other tournament on the LPGA schedule that has as much history. As, as that place, and I was actually there on Friday and watching them uh, polishing all the little plaques on the the Walk of Champions, where all the the winners have a little plaque there. There was a guy there polishing all the names, and I was thinking, oh my, excuse me, oh my goodness, I can't imagine if this place didn't, if this tournament didn't return to this place on on this hole with Poppy's Pond and and everything that uh, goes on on 18, it would just be such a true shame for the for the tournament.
4: Yeah, this was, I think, quite a surprise to the to the golf fans. I mean, uh, uh, the Kraft and or Nabisco name, one of the longest running sponsors on the LPGA tour, on any golf tour in any you know sport. Even if you go into the college bowl games and that sort of thing. Um, one of the things that's going on here is uh, Amy Elcott has been uh, pegged to be one of the people, uh, the kind of uh, searching for the sponsor. That's kind of appropriate, since she was the first person to dive into the pond right after she won 30 years ago. What do you think of that?
1: Absolutely. You know, Amy, uh, she's she's always at that event. She's very, still very much involved in, and actually played last year. Uh, every year she thinks about it. She told me this year she probably wasn't going to play, but... Uh, you know, Amy. Amy certainly would like to see um, a little revitalization in the event she felt like it had lost a little bit of its identity uh, in recent years, and uh, and would like to see a little bit um, more pizzazz. <laughs> you know, Amy. Amy's the classic uh, show, all about showmanship and entertainment. She she knew that the first job of the LPGA player was to entertain. She was great at that, so she would like to see a little bit. Um, a little bit more bells and whistles at the event. And, and, you know, I think she would do a great job. But what surprised me about our conversation was she didn't think it had to return to that golf course. And I said, well, Amy, what if it's at a course that doesn't have water on 18? <laughs> I said,
3: what she,
1: what's going to happen with the depth? I was actually stunned that she said that. But, but you know, at the end of the day, it's all about money. And if somebody comes up along with a big paycheck and they want to have the the, the – championship where their company is based on a course that they've chosen in their part of the country, you know, who knows? But, um, but, you know, like I said, it would be a true shame.
3: Yeah, well, it's been compared to the Masters because it's the first ladies major of the year, and like the Masters, it's always played at the same course every year, so it had that going for it.
1: Ab- absolutely. And and you know, there's no green jacket but there is a white robe
3: <laughs> and right. <everybody laughs> okay. that white robe
1: on after they've <laughs> taken their celebratory leap. So uh I can't imagine interviewing someone uh after the Sundays round, you know, not soaking wet. <laughs> that would be a shame. <laughs> it
3: it started as the Colgate Dinosaur in seventy two. Uh it became the Nabisco Dinosaur in eighty two. Nabisco Championship in 2000, and then uh, it's in recent years been known as the Kraft Nabisco Championship. But as Beth Ann pointed out, it's still widely known as the Dyna or the Dyna Shore Tournament. I'm a little surprised given the fact that uh, it's been such a long time tie in and that the LPGA I- I is, is right now on, a, on an upswing that Kraft Nabisco would, would give it up after all these years. Did, was there any reason given?
1: No, it'll be interesting to uh to chat with them this week. Uh, you know, I, I guess they just wanted to put their resources elsewhere. Um which, you know, is is a shame as as we stated, but um but you know, it will be interesting to see who won brings in. I mean, we won't have any more Oreo cookies, no more Wienermobile, <laughs> a lot of the things <laughs> are staples at this event. Uh, will be gone but um but you know, I mean, we can move on without snacks. Um, but I think if really, have a,
3: <laughs> yeah, I
1: know it would be tough. It's funny. I was talking to Brittany Lindsay Her nickname is Snacks because she has like a Seven Eleven in her golf bag, and she was really <laughs> bummed about no more nut or butters. Or
3: <laughs> uh, I like kid. that.
4: Well, you know, if 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 the food choices are, are diminished, then then you're truly going to lose with this change. There's no question about that. <laughs>
1: Hey, Bet that, there's no major without a mobile.
3: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Bet that Nichols is with us from Golf Week magazine. So tell us about the Kia. It looks like a nice leaderboard shaping up today.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you've got um, some cute, big names at the top. Christy Kerr's par yesterday uh, after hitting in the hazard on 18, dropping a 60-foot bomb was was classic Kerr. You would you would expect nothing else, <laughs> but quite. That was to keep her tied to the lead with uh, with Lizette Salas. So, Christy looking for a victory in number 17, and Lizette looking to break through two Americans at to the top. Stacey Lewis, Lexi Thompson lurking. And and, uh, and Dori Carter is a fun one to watch. She she went to Ole Miss, the Southern girl, uh, looking for a, a big breakout win, just trying to get into craft. She will have to double her earnings. I'm not quite sure where she'd have to finish um, today, but um, I think like a top 15 finish should get her into the craft. So, um, but she's kind of like the, in you know NCAA form. She would be the the Cinderella story of the tournament. So, um, so it, it'll be fun watching the last few groups here. And then you have Kari Webb, who you know isn't too far behind and, and likes to post low numbers on Sunday and come out of nowhere. So yeah. <laughs>
4: Uh, Bethann, real quick, there's been a lot of talk about Kari uh, on television the last couple of weeks. And, and if this is just, a, a, you know, a, you know, she's played as well as anybody this year. And is it just going to be for a two or three month period? Or is she going to have an, another extended run where she's at the top all the time? Where do you fall in on that opinion?
1: Well, I think. Uh, Sorry, Webb gets a bad rap, and everyone's always talking about how old she is. She's really not that old. She's not even (laughs) forty, and that's like one of the questions she gets so often in the media room, talking about her age. And she likes to come back with, "No one ever asked Phil Mickelson, you know, if he's going to be able to (laughs) run." So you know, I, I, unfortunately, the women start so early out on here and get success so early that by the time you're 28, you're a veteran and and you're seen as you know 50. <laughs> so, um, so you know when you look at there's a big age gap between Kari and Julie, but we look at those two as you know the Wiley veterans on tour, but they're they're not they're not the same. So, you know, I think. Kari uh, can certainly sustain a run. She, she works really hard on her physique in terms of working out, stretching, trying to keep her body uh, as, uh, as loose as she can. And, and she does, uh, you know, she still has that, that mentality, that tenacity to want to, to wanna win and want to win every week. And she works really hard and it's still very hard on herself. So uh, so I certainly think she can sustain it, and uh, and it'll be fun watching her uh,
3: attack all the reporters in the interview room. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> from Golf Week Magazine, be sure to check out all of her stuff in Golf Week. Beth Ann Nichols back with us today on T to Green. Beth Ann, enjoy the Kia and uh, enjoy the last Kraft Nabisco in a couple of weeks.
1: Thank you so much. Have a great morning.
3: Beth Ann Nichols from Golf Week Magazine joining us today on T to Green. Don't go away. Still more to come. In fact, Jerry's going to take us on tour next right here on T-Degree. Do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds. It's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more, a $600 value free. This offer is available
8: for IRA accounts as well. Call right now, 800 631 9229 800-631-9229, 800-631-9229. Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free, confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063.
2: Attention catheter users. Stop reusing dirty catheters. Catheters are now disposable. Recent changes in Medicare now allow patients up to 200 disposable catheters a month. All at little or no cost to you. We bill Medicare. Put an end to the mess and risk of infection by using old catheters. Just use a catheter once and throw it away. Eliminate trips to the pharmacy and insurance paperwork. Shipping is free.
3: Fastest hour in radio, quickest hour in golf. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Butenhoff at the Broadmoor, Scott Cuddy at the controls in our San Francisco studios. We're not done yet. Jerry here to take us on tour.
4: The Texas Open in San Antonio, one of the longest-running events on the PGA Tour, by the way. Um, Steven Bodich. Minus 12. Good for a three-shot lead after a 68 yesterday. Matt Kuchar and Andrew Loop chasing him and at minus eight pat perez who has had some good finishes here in the last well since the season started uh in october and even last year so he's having a little resurgence in his uh game here and uh, kevin now also chasing another shot back at minus seven uh was going to ask everybody if they'd heard of dory carter even i had not heard of dory carter
3: on the lpg prior
4: to the other day uh she was leading at halfway struggled a little bit yesterday um she is uh, i believe this is just her third tour event she did have a top uh 30 finish already on tour this year and uh, I believe that moved her up to number 244 or something like that on the world ranking but uh, as uh, Beth Ann just said Christy Kerr and Lizette Salas are our leaders uh, at minus 10 then there's a group of four players at minus eight Carter uh, Anna Nordquist after a 67 yesterday Ayaka Uwahara and Shan Shan Fen four more at minus 7, including Stacy Lewis. Four more at minus 6, including Kari Webb. So uh, a real, could be a real bang-busting final round there today.
3: Don't count Kari Webb out. She finished strong last week. That's
4: and right. From she, behind and and, and she, uh, she was 3 over after the first day. 68 and 67 has gotten her right back in it. So... She was a, a star already at the age of 18. Yeah. That's why yeah. everybody thinks she's older than she is. Well, I just think, in Poor 10 girl. years
3: or so, Paula <laughs> Kramer is going to seem like she's been there forever as well, because she pretty much has. Because she
4: was a star at 18, yes, exactly. <laughs>
3: yeah. was, is Snacks on the leaderboard? Uh, the no, leaderboard?
4: no. Um, there are a lot of U.S. flags, but she is not one of them. Okay.
3: Our thanks today to Jack Peter from the World Golf Hall of Fame for joining us. Also, great thanks to Beth Ann Nichols. Check out her work in Golf Week each and every week. That's pretty much going to do it for this Sunday edition of Tee to Green. Thank you for joining us as well. Thanks to Scott in San Francisco for Jerry. I'm Jay. Have a great week, everyone. Until next time, hit them long, hit them straight.